0: Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome back to the pod, Matt Kim, Peter Saddington. What's up? What's up? It has been a wild wild January. Oh, Man. Where do we where do we start? It's only our second episode of the year. How crazy is that? I know. <laughs> we we typically do every week like clockwork and all of a sudden We're only episode two of what we should be episode four of season three. That's Mm -hmm. what we're calling it, season three now. Okay, okay. We are episode two of season three, which we should be episode four of season three. Something like that. I can't even There's a
1: lot to be forgiven, though, because you've been so busy, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm super stoked to get into it.
0: Before we get into it, everyone, if you're new here, thank you. appreciate you. Thank you for joining the Free Thinker Movement and being a part of the Free Thinker Army.
1: Yes, we have tens of thousands of new followers and subscribers, so yes, yes,
0: big shout out to everyone who's joined and everyone who's tuning in and getting ready for the show. And all the people that are hanging out in our Discord community, love you guys, appreciate you guys. If you guys don't know, we do have a Discord community, the Free Thinker Army, that's where we hang out, and that place these days has been on fire. Oh man, it's almost <laughs> every time I log in, there's like 129 posts you haven't seen. It's like, how ah, do I catch up on all this stuff? And everyone there is so amazing, so open minded, mm. so accepting, and so welcoming of you. Positive is also important. Yes, it is. No, there's no negativity. Discuss some of the craziest, wildest ideas out there, but at the same time, everything centers around a place of love and care for one another. And I, I think it's the most beautiful thing.
1: And, c- and if I could go farther, a care for our country. Yes. Right.
0: Yes. So if you want to be a part of it, um, we'll leave a link to the Discord. You're definitely more than welcome to join. And if you do join, don't be shy. Just jump right in and get involved. Like, there's no reason to hesitate because as soon as you say, hey, guys, I'm new here, everyone will accept you and guide you along the way.
1: And you'll learn. Like, I I didn't, to be quite frank, Matt, I didn't think I was going to learn as much as I'm learning from that discord. It's crazy. It's just because people drop these
0: little things and you're like,
1: I've never even heard of that. What is this? And then you go down this rabbit hole.
0: And they bring in so many different perspectives Mm -hmm. from different points of view. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I didn't think of it. I learned so much just by scrolling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost the anti-echo
1: chamber. Yeah, I think there's always going to be echo chamber-ish type of things in any type of community. Of course. But I think what you've been able to do successfully here, Matt, is amalgamate and bring in lots of different perspectives. Because we got boomers, we got millennials, we got Gen X, we got some guy people in their 70s and 80s that are yes. in there. I mean, and it's just a hodge. It truly is a melting pot
0: of people. I mean, I think it was Anne, who is our resident grandma— and yeah, you got it. it's Anne's seventy fourth birthday this past weekend. Oh, happy birthday, Ann. I'm sorry if I messed that up. Let's go. Let's but go. But something like that, and uh, she kind of is a glue that they're holding
1: everyone together. Yeah, yeah. And she she was she was actually big. And big shout out. She helped me out. I we were she like if I DM her, she'll come back with like nine paragraphs of here's what you need to do. Here's what you do. It's, like <laughs> overly helpful. Thanks a lot. I'll take it though.
0: Yeah. So just filled with amazing, great people. Uh, so the Discord community, love you guys. Um, they will also be a big part of the chat when we do on Rumble. So usually after we do a stream on Rumble, then from the chat, they'll kind of move back into the Discord and the party kind of never stops. Yes, never stops. I, I love them. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And uh, literally, you guys are the reason that this community is has a chance to survive. Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. So that being said, I just got back from Iowa. <laughs> yeah, so so let's let's
1: start off where where we left off because mm. this is episode two, season three, mm. uh, where we left off. You were getting gearing up and getting ready to go up to Iowa. So let's talk about that. So wh- when did you leave? Who did you go with? What was your
0: experience driving up there? So that was. I feel like this entire story is a testament to how I live my life. Mm. Tell me more, because. As soon as there's a window of an opportunity, if it's just a crack in the door, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going in. Mm. And I just bust right through. Mm. Because I don't like to hesitate um, if I see an opportunity where I feel like there's going to be value later. I don't need to know what's on the other side of that door. As soon as I feel like there's an opportunity, I feel like I have to go through it. And if I go through that door with the most pure of intent of, I I just want to learn and be a part of something awesome, Mm somehow good things just keep on happening. 100%, if I could just take a moment,
1: this is something that I've talked about with my wife, you know, having you go up there and we were kinda talking in the background about, you know, what is he gonna do, what is he gonna learn. But there's two things that I extracted from my conversations with my wife is number one, that is a huge and powerful and positive trait of a great entrepreneur and operator is that you don't hesitate when the door and the opportunity presents itself. So that's number one. But number two, the thing that I really, really appreciated and really respected you for is the courage to go do it and go into the unknown. I think so many people hesitate. They're like, "What are they going to think about?" Or "What? If, what if I have these responsibilities at home?" Well, you're. That's always going. Those excuses are always going to come up. You got a young kid, right? It's cold as f, right uh, out there. Like, there's no real physical reason for you to traverse and, and do all this suffering and heading up there. But, I mean, the, the 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 taking the initiative, I think, is the point, and the courage to do it. Mad respect, Matt. It's it's come out the outcome of all of this assertiveness and this cur- cur- courage is you've met hundreds of people oh, had, crazy. had experiences that you'll never forget. Mm. And, and, and so I just want to just really encourage you and keep doing that shit. It's awesome.
0: Well, and I encourage everyone else to do the same. Mm, absolutely. You know, you never know until you try. You, you say less brother. So basically what happened was Brendan Dilly, who is a very good friend of the show mm. and happens to also live just 30 minutes from me. Mm. Um, Who's been on the podcast several times now at this point. He's a famous guy, too. Yeah. Billy meme team. Like, I love what (laughs) they do. But no affiliation. Just someone we consider. people. Someone we consider a friend. Mm. I think on Thursday, he put on his Twitter that he had these tickets to a Trump rally Mm. on Sunday. And I saw it, and I didn't think anything of it. I just put a reply in there. Where are we going? Mm. (laughs) That's a, that, that's a great way of saying, give me the ticket, brother. Let's go. I, I I didn't even know he was going to Iowa. I just saw the tickets and I oh, was So just,
1: you really didn't even know?
0: I, I had no clue. Wow. I had no get, clue and what that even adds before. more color to Like, you didn't even know what lion's
1: den you were jumping into.
0: I had no idea that this was <laughs> a thing. Um, all I did was re- reply to his tweet, his post. Where are we going? Mm. And I think like an hour later, he starts messaging me. Like, hey, Matt, I'm going to Iowa. Do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was like, "What? What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I was just, I was just trying to like engage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Sucker, dude. And he, and he, and then you know, he finishes his show and he calls me. He's like, Matt, I'm gonna go to the Trump rally. Um, we've been working on this. Um, what do they call it? They, they've been his team has been working with the Trump campaign to phone bank. So oh, basically, okay. what phone banking is. Is it's like robo-calling? Yep, yep, yep. So they're calling all people within Iowa and trying to convince them to come out and caucus. Mm. And the campaign asked—the uh, part of his organization's request was to do 10,000 phone calls. Mm. And within the first 24 hours, they already did 4,000. Wow, nice. So they thought it was great. And they're like, hey, if you want to invite some of the volunteers, why don't you come— to the Trump rally. We'll let you guys have access to mm. it. And that was it. That's how he got tickets for. Her. And he's like, Matt, like, I think it'd be a great opportunity. Why don't we go? Mm. Part of the Trump team will be there. There'll be other people there. I'm sure there's opportunity to do something. And I asked him like, hey, is there an opportunity for me like Trump or is there an opportunity for people? He's like, bro, I don't know. Mm. But I feel like it's going to be cool. So you really didn't know oh, the, no the, the, the 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 scale of what you were jumping into. Not that, even the. That slightest. makes the
1: adventure almost even better,
0: right? <laughs> so I started watching his live stream because he streams every day noon to two on Rumble, and I started watching a stream and he's talking on his stream about how the weather is going to be and it's going to be a blizzard. Yep, and I didn't know that. Mm. So I'm watching this, going, dude, this guy is not doing a very good job of selling me on this. <laughs> it's it's cold AF, man. It's the worst <sighs> storm Iowa's ever had in a hundred years, mm. and it's supposed to be negative twenty degrees, mm. which is the coldest I've ever been, and it's supposed to be negative forty degrees with wind chill. And I'm like, this, there's no way I'm gonna go do this. Mm. And when he called me, he's like, he's like, yeah, like the weather's not gonna be good, and we're gonna have to drive, and uh, I want to drive because. If I fly, the flights may get canceled. They yeah, might not make it there. No, yeah, no way. And if we do make it there, we might not be able to get out of there. Right, right, right. So he's like, because of that, I want to drive. Yeah. And he's like, you can fly there and I'll just pick you up at the airport. And I was like, dude, if I'm going to go with you, like, I'm going to go on the journey. Yeah. I'm not going to fly there and be like, oh, yeah, I know you drove 15 hours to the storm. Why don't you go pick me yeah, up at the airport? Yeah, me up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not that guy. If we're going on this journey together, we're going to go on this journey no, Let's huff it together and he was like, yeah, I just talked to my wife and um, I thought that she would be against it. But she told me, Brandon Dilly's wife told him, this is an opportunity. You have to go. Mm. I like that. So he was like, why don't you talk to your wife too? And I'm like, and I'm thinking in my mind, there's no way in hell my wife is like, why don't you leave the family? Go drive 15 hours through the mountains, <laughs> through, the snow. through the snow and go to where it's negative 20 degrees to go to an event where you have no idea what's on the other side. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went home that evening and I spoke to my wife, and almost instantly she was like, You gotta go. Oh. She's like, If you don't go, I'm like, She was like, even though you don't know what it is, if you don't go for the rest of your life, you're gonna be like, What if? <sighs> You don't want to regret this moment. You just have to do it. Oh, tell on that's really wise. And I was like, are you sure? Because I was kind of hoping and expecting that she'd be like, a little bit of pushback. no, like you don't go. And I'd be like, oh, sorry, Brendan. My <laughs> yeah. wife said no. So what Matt's saying is he was looking
1: for an excuse. I was looking for an excuse <laughs> well, to not go. Let's let's be intellectually honest. Dude, going through that blizzard
0: is suffering. It was, a, <laughs> it was dangerous. I heard people got stuck in the snow. I heard all sorts of stories. I was really looking for an excuse to not go. Mm. And I was fully expecting my wife to say, don't go. Mm. This is crazy. Mm. You're a dad. You have a young kid. Like, what are you thinking? You're stupid. (laughs) I thought that's what would happen. You don't even know who's going to be there. I have no (laughs) idea what I'm going to do. Oh, man. And she's like, who are you going with? You're a groupie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go with Brendan, Dilly. And she's like, who is that again? I'm like, you know, the guy that lives on the other side of the lake. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh okay, you can go. I <laughs> can't <you not> go? <laughs> i was like, no, no. <laughs> are you sure? Are you, have you thought this through, Dan? And she, she was like, you got to go mm-hmm. because you never know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go. You're going to regret it forever. Oh, man. I could actually take us off
1: into a tangent about the value of a supportive wife, but we'll just leave it at that. Props. Yeah.
0: So supportive. And that and that was on a Thursday. We were supposed to leave. That was Thursday night. And we are supposed to leave Saturday morning at yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah. That was the plan. So fr- Friday morning, we wake up, and she's like, oh, you need, like, snow boots. I don't own snow gear. <laughs> We live in Georgia. We don't see, like, three-foot snow. But you were from up north, though. You didn't have, like, an old... but that's, like, 12 years ago, (laughs) you know? Like, you need a layer. Yeah. You need, like, thermals, and you need, like, snow boots. You need waterproof, everything. Big deal. Right? So, like, as soon as we wake up in the morning, uh, she's looking for all of this stuff, and, you know, she goes to the mall, buys up all these other things I need. She's like, I'm going to get you prepped, because (laughs) if you go, at least, like, you need to survive. Yeah. And Brendan calls me. He's like, man, we need we need sleeping bags, we need like extra supplies, we need food, we need water. Because if we get stuck in the storm- Yeah, we don't want to freeze to death. Yeah, and we (laughs) get stuck on the side of the highway on the way there, like we need to be able to survive this. I mean, that's the level of preparedness we had to be. Because what if the car stops? What if we get pushed off the side of the road? What if we fall off the side Mm. of the road? there's like so many variables and and and, and by the way f- for
1: those who don't know Matt's not being hyperbolic like mm-hmm. if you track the news and you track the what was going on and, and the the content creators that were going to go into this I mean it you correct me if I'm wrong I saw videotape where you couldn't see 10 feet in front no, of your face it was really bad
0: yeah so it was like
1: a it was like a scary movie blizzard type thing
0: yeah so on Friday I called Mike who you know builds a studio who does a lot of work with us fat Mike fat Mike and I said Mike um, I'd like to go record and document some of this. Why don't you come be cameraman? cameraman? <laughs> so he's
1: tr- bringing other people into the
0: sucker. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it'd be nice to have an extra body and no, no, another yeah. big body. Yeah, yeah. Right? If we get stuck... <laughs> If we get stuck in this storm it'd be nice to have someone help push the car out. It reminds
1: me of Star Wars when Luke 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 cuts open the animal and sleeps in the animal. It's like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, it, we got stuck in the snow here, man. You're going to take one from the team We're just going to cut you open and crawl in your warm belly?"
0: Mike's a big body. He's a big stuck body in bro. the cold and I'm freezing my balls off. I'm, I'm cuddling up next to him. 48 hours of warmth <laughs> yeah. from that guy. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> At least Sand, and, sandwiched in between Brandon and <laughs>
0: Yeah I'd be warm as hell You would be warm as hell Yep And Michael's was like Man like I got a lot of stuff going on I'm moving Like I don't think it's a good idea And Probably 30 minutes later He's like I gotta go too <sighs> He just felt it too Like there's this Like calling Like we're supposed to do this <sighs> And he did the same thing, like shopping for like snow clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: hey, when you you had you had you had tweeted or X posted uh, some pictures, and I some of the comments were like, "Matt, get a scarf. What are you doing?" and stuff <laughs> like this. So it seemed like you you had what the gear that you needed, but you still needed even more gear.
0: I mean, the road there was. I mean, we. I'm telling you, you can't understate how dangerous or overstate how dangerous this journey was. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the wind blowing so hard, the car is shaking, and the road is ice. You can't see anything either. You can't see anything because even if it's not snowing, the wind is picking up all the snow. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we're look li- we're literally driving at some points like twenty miles an hour. And at so for like 30 minute stretches, we are literally the only car on the road. Yeah. Because no one in their mind was stupid enough to drive on the road that day. <laughs> I bet the windshield felt like razor blades. Oh, it hurts so much. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It like cuts right to you.
0: And every once in a while while we're driving north we will see like one or two cars going the other direction. And it's almost like in those movies where you're going towards the disaster and, every, <laughs> and everyone else is piled up going the other way, yeah, you know, like, cause well, there's no one in front of you. Yeah. And all
1: your logic is thinking, this is not a good idea. Like the herd is going this way and yeah. I'm going towards the problem.
0: We are totally going the wrong direction. <laughs> we, we thought that so many times and the only th- and we didn't drink on the way there. We didn't stop for food. The only time we stopped for gas because we really? want, we wanted to get as far as we could How long was the before trip? it got dark. How long was the trip total? I think we did about 15 hours. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And we yeah, were uh, slow rolling some of those times.
0: Yeah. I mean, we didn't want to stop because we wanted to get as close as possible before it got dark mm. and then everything refreezes and the roads <sighs> get worse. Oh, that's yeah. So our goal was get as far as we can, as quick as we can, as safely as possible. Full send all the way. Yeah. Full send. so as soon as we hit dry pass, we're just flying as mm. fast as we can. And it was so sketchy because you know, the, trucks would come by and the snow plows would come by and it's just snow everywhere you can't see anything we're like this and brendan who drove the the i drove the first half brendan drove the second half and brendan's like he's like is he white knuckles? his it? knuckles his white knuckle the whole way driving like this and we, we just made it man by the grace of god by the grace of god we just made it and it was the most intense most like bonding experience mm. because to go through that experience alone was like crazy no oh, you kind of like you're in the trenches
1: with each other right yeah so so i, I have to ask was there any poignant conversations or was there, was there anything that happened during the trip other than just trying to survive and be on high alert uh, you know because 14 hours 15 hours with with dilly i'm
0: i'm sure you guys chopped it up yeah i mean we neither of us napped their entire time mm. So it's fifteen hours of conversation. Oh really? So if you were a fly in the wall in oh, that bro. car, it was fire, bro. I I would love to be a fly on that wall, man. You should have recorded some of that shit. We did a little bit, okay. but it was we were so like focused mm-hmm. on like making because not, not try, pers- trying not to die, yeah, trying not to die, <laughs> you know. But if you guys, if some people online are familiar with Brandon Dilley and the Dilly Meme Team, they get a lot of hate online sometimes, especially on Twitter, mm-hmm. because they they're. They're a little bit on the polarizing side, mm-hmm. right? They're a little aggressive in their messaging. If anything, Brendan Dilly 100% believes in what he's doing. He is 100% genuine and from the heart. Mm-hmm. And I can say that with 1000% full confidence. Oh, yeah. Because I've been able to spend time and like really listen to and pick at the brain of how he operates. Mm-hmm. There is nothing fake about what he does. So would you say since we had the top eagle
1: Trump call you a great American patriot, mm. would you consider Dilly a great American oh, patriot?
0: One one million percent. Well then that's all you need to know. He one hundred percent believes that he's what he's doing is for the betterment of the country. Mm. Because a lot of people say, like, Oh, like these guys are paid to do it. No, like they do it because they absolutely love it mm. and they do it because they absolutely care. Do you feel like Dilly is 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 and and, you know
1: take my words for what they are do you feel like dilly is trying to help save america yes okay because i feel like because i've watched plenty Mm -hmm. of his stuff not all of his stuff but i've watched plenty of his stuff and there seems to be this theme or maybe this principle or value that's underneath what he says if you get past some of the aggressive communication some of the aggressive aggressive wording it again correct me if i'm wrong it just feels like he's Feels called to help be part of saving this American exper- experience, and this American experiment that we have here.
0: Am I correct? In that? I, I would. That's exactly what it is. Okay, I f- truly believe that he feels like he has a greater calling, mm. and this is his way of using his voice, doing something that he's good at, that he was able to build this huge community around, mm. and that they can affect change. And it's crazy because what him and his team do online, actually enacts change. Mm. Do you think that
1: during your conversations with with Dilly during the f- you know 15-hour car ride and back and all that fun stuff and obviously the time that you spent there, we're going to get there, guys, in the details, but I need to ask this question. Do you feel like your time with him has deepened any of the convictions that you have mm. around what you're doing in the Matt Kim podcast and the Free Thinker movement? I feel like
0: people ask me all the time, what can we do to enact change? Like, we... People feel like their voices and their actions online don't matter. Mm -hmm. He is proof that random people that come together and create community from all over the country that you guys can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Because they are. His meme team and his 26 memers or whatever the number is, I'm sorry if I messed that up, they don't know each other on a personal level outside of The common thread of yeah, saving America and using memes to win the world. Correct. And somehow this collection of like these internet misfits. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. Have come together and are literally changing poll numbers, Mm. literally changing people's perception on different candidates. I mean, I truly believe they single handedly ruined Ron DeSantis' campaign. Well, let's give a little bit of credit where credit
1: is due. Matt, where I'm sitting here with Matt Kim, the guy who's, <laughs> who literally suicided uh, Ron DeSantis' uh, Unalive. career. Unalived. Sorry, that's the wrong word to use. Uh, demonetized. Uh, unalived uh, DeSantis with the wheelchair guy. We'll get there. But uh, yeah, we'll put credit where credit is due as well. You did a great job at smashing his ass. Well, and but that was not <laughs> intentional. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it was it the most happened. clipped thing over like 48 hours. It's crazy. Dude. It was all over the global internet. It's crazy. Absolutely. So, okay. So you, you braved the winter, you got there safely, and you're you're sleeping your first night. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So we're just tired. We got to get some sleep. We eat some food. And then we get invited to go to the Trump rally that's on Sunday. Mm. On Well, on Saturday night... I see that Ron DeSantis is having a town hall event. Yeah, the next that's day. where I'm going. Yeah. So I signed up for that event online. And you got official tickets. Yeah. So there it's a free event. Mm. All you got to do is put your information in and they let you go to their event. And then you have the receipt. Confirmation. So I signed up for the event on Saturday night. Didn't think of anything of it. I'm in Iowa anyway. Might as well go check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm here to experience the political process. I don't have any plans for what I'm out there yet. What else am I going to do? Guys, if you didn't notice,
1: he didn't know what the hell he was doing. No clue. So there was no intentions, good or bad. He was just like,
0: I'm here for the ride. Let's see what happens, pretty much, right? Yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, "Brandon, do you want to go? And he's like, dude, I don't think they're going to let me in. Because, you know, he's been actively vocal against the DeSantis campaign. I don't think they'll let me in. I'm like, all right, like, I want to go. So anyway, so I signed up for tickets. On Sunday, we go to the Trump rally, which is amazing. As soon as we arrive, uh, they give us access to, like, the uh, press area. Mm-hmm. So I'm hanging out with, like, the various press, and, you know, with CNN is there, and Fox is there, and OEN is there, and, like, ABC is there, and, like, all the media is there, and I'm, like, in the area with them, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool, mm-hmm. because I've never been around, like, real press before. Right, right, right. People think that I'm familiar with this stuff. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Literally, we're just in the corner of Georgia, <laughs> like we're such like like we're such like rednecks, <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And, like we don't know anything. <laughs> and it, and if we could say
1: from from Matt's posts on X of being at the rally and the videos that you did and the pictures yeah. you did, there was a couple. Let's just say you look starstruck. Yeah, I mean you were totally and and this is no negativity. It's you were like completely out of your element, if you know what I mean. Like, you, this is not your world. No, you're, you're not, not you're at all. You're not hanging out with the press corps. Never. Like, this is not something that you do. So there was, uh, there was like, excitement, but at the same time, since I know you, there was also, like, I was, there's almost this starry-eyed, like, oh, my God, I'm here. Like, guys, I'm doing it. Something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. It was, it was just, like, naive, almost, like like, childish, like, innocence. Do you know what I'm saying, Will? You know what I'm saying? It what, was like, you know,
0: I was excited for you, man. 100% of everything I've seen or experienced was new to me for the very first mm-hmm. time. I've never been around, like, the inner workings of press before. I've never <clears throat> I've never been around the inner workings of a campaign before, especially a presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all brand new stuff to me. Nothing I've even fathomed that would happen to me or something I ever planned on mm-hmm. happening. It just happened. And... Just through serendipity
1: alone, like the event that you, the Trump rally you went to was actually like the biggest one that you could have gone to at yeah. this
0: point. Like amazing. So I'm there and I'm at this event and we see the, and then it's like the first time protesters were at a Trump rally in like a long ass time. Mm. So I'm watching protesters like right in front of me. That was wild. <gasps> right. Now, uh, being around Trump and the kind of the universe of it. And to be in a room when Trump walks in for the first time, that's the first time I've been in the same room with Donald Trump. Right? Mm. It's crazy when he walks into a room. Tell what is that, what does that, expound on that. What does that mean? Does he like, does he fill up the room? Is it his personality? His energy fills up the room and you know he's there. Before you know he's there. Ooh. It's I've never experienced something like that in my life. That's the divine matrix of power right there. It's crazy. His mm. energy and his boss energy just like radiates in a way that I've never seen before. Mm. Like even before you know he's there, you can feel that he's there because the energy of literally everyone in the room changes instantly. Even if you hate him. Their energy changes.
1: Yeah. Well, you were saying you were saying a little bit about that, and I actually would like you to share because this is your first opportunity to hang out kind of really with the press corps and yeah. all the, the, what I like to call the legacy media. Um, and so what did you learn about the legacy media uh, from this experience? Are, are they all the, the bunch of cucks that
0: we assume they are, or are they just human like the rest of us? The legacy media is doing their job. What does that mean? They don't necessarily believe what they say. Mm. They don't necessarily hate Trump like they say they do. Mm. It's just their job to do so.
1: So there's two ways that we can look at this, is that they truly are cucks because they are situationally aware that they're, the narrative that they push is... Ju- is they're, they're dealing with cognitive dissonance. The, the, the narrative that they push is completely opposite to who they really are and mm. what they think, number one. But number two... The other way, the other vantage point to look at it is that they're just mindless creatures just doing this narrative. So, how would you put these? Are they are they are they just regular Americans just trying to live out their job, which frankly doesn't sound like a great excuse? Or
0: should we give them a little bit more grace? Is where I'm going here. There are a lot of people in this world that do jobs they hate or they don't agree with. Fair them. enough. They're, I don't think they're any different. Okay. You know what I mean. Like It's their job. But and are, they, but are they held
1: to a higher responsibility and accountability because they are the 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 mouthpieces of negative lies?
0: Let's just call it for what so, it is, negative lies. And I, I thought that too, right? Because I want to blame put a lot of blame on maybe some of the news talking heads out there, mm-hmm. right? Because I know for a fact they're knowingly lying. Mm. Yeah. If they don't do that job, and they said, no, we're not going to do anything. They're just not going to have a job. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get replaced with somebody else. So mm-hmm. it's, not, it's almost not the individual's fault. It's the system that's broken, and that's at fault, right? <laughs> and it's the people maybe at the higher levels of maybe these new news organizations are at fault because this is a culture that they, that they build, and this is what they require, in their employees.
1: Mm. But can you really extract the individual away from that accountability? Because, I mean, if we look at any other job, let's say you're an accountant, mm. fair enough. I know enough accountants that hate their job, hate their life, but they're getting paid a buck 80 and it's a pretty good income, right? They're not affecting mental models. They're not affecting worldviews. They're not affecting philosophies. They're not spewing lies. They're just doing num- num- you know ones and zeros. So. Do should we hold the, the press core and these individuals to a higher standard or is that a, an unfair assertion to have?
0: The press core maybe as a whole, mm-hmm. but as individuals, I, I, I kind of see them in a different light now. Because So you give them more grace?
1: They're just actors. Uh, if you put it in that
0: model, then yeah. If, if it was a random CNN reporter that says, I hate Trump, I hate Trump, I hate Trump, he's Going to ruin the world. Mm, mm, mm. If that guy or that girl doesn't say that, they're just going to replace it and find someone else to give that same exact message. Mm. So it's not their message that they're giving. They're just the person that's playing the part to d- give that message. That's actually an interesting model. They're just actors, they're just that's actors. That's a
1: great way of looking at it. They're just that-
0: TV personalities, mm. right? So if you take one person out, you don't remove the message and what their agenda and their propaganda is. Mm. It's just a different face giving the same propaganda. So if in that viewpoint, you can't blame one individual because again, that individual is so easily replaced. They're not the problem. It's the messaging and the people that are propagating that messaging that are the problem. Mm, I see. The rest of them, they're kind of just doing their job. Mm. And that's part of their job requirement, is that here's what we need you to say, you have to say. It. Mm. And if you don't say this, you're fired, Go, good luck on local news mm-hmm. somewhere or maybe someone will hire you or do you know, maybe we'll make you unhireable, mm-hmm. and we'll just find somebody else. And then what? I it's understand. almost not, I mean, it's almost not their fault. The reason I bring this up is because I wanted you to, to make the
1: comment I think it's important for the audience to hear is that you you, you told me a juxtaposition, which is, yeah, they're, they're actors. I love mm. that model because that clearly shows they're playing a part, mm. right? They're playing a part, right? They're not the script writer. No, they're playing the part that the scriptwriter told them. Right. Uh, So that's really powerful model. But number two, you told me, uh, you know, off camera that they got excited when Trump came in. Mm. They seemed like they were enjoying the moments that they were off camera. So they were very human like you and I. Mm. And so I I, would you say that you not only give them more grace, but also you kind of understand the dissonance and understand their crappy situation that they're in? I, I are you almost, th- almost, almost th-
0: let me use the, this word. Are you more forgiving now? I feel bad for them. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. Because they, they do not live free lives. <sighs> and that's a sad prospect. Great. Right? Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. are almost captured in their role of who they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. and they are not able to express freely what they really think and mm-hmm. how they feel. <sighs> And that sucks because everyone in the world judges them for what they say and it's not their words they're saying. I know. It's not their ideas they're giving. I know. So, that's a crappy life, dude. It, I mean, yes, you're responsible for what you do and I get that. I'm just saying I'm a little more empathetic to them than I was before. Fair enough. That's Fair all it that is. I think they're full of shit. <laughs> I think, you know, I think if they really had integrity that they would speak out against it, but I also know that if they did they'd be replaced with somebody else, and it'd be the same thing anyway. It is a real tough
1: cognitive dissonance-like situation in that there's this aspect of self-interest in survival, Mm. right? You need a job, you need to survive. But at the same time, I guess what they do is they disassociate themselves and they say, I'm going into acting acting mode now. And that allows them to to deal with the cognitive dissonance of what they're saying, even if they don't believe it. And then and I think that's what, something that you commented on off camera is that 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 these people don't believe this stuff. Mm-mm. And And you said something which I thought was really poignant, which was you have absolute unequivocally. Just you now know for a fact that the, the mainstream media, the legacy media is just lying to us, to our faces. Like we knew this, but theater. But being in there and seeing it all, hanging out with the press corps, you know, inches from from these reporters and these um, you know news people like, you know, deeper now that it is really a just giant charade.
0: Yeah. I mean, when they say things like, oh, Trump doesn't work hard and, uh, you know, he's taking so much vacation when they say things like this. I know for a fact those people there know how damn hard they work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know? they're, they're, they're following true. him. Yeah, yeah, they're following him. They can't keep up with him. Yeah, and but yet they'll say it. Mm. So I clearly understand that a lot of what's told on the news, especially, is completely narrative driven. Mm. Right? It's all optics. It's saying certain things to shift the way people think about certain issues, mm. but it's not about reporting facts or. For a lack of the word, reporting news. Well, it's, it's just not. That, that's a, If we keep the model of acting,
1: that they're actors, then 100%, you can use the negative word, which is they're just saying propaganda. Mm-hmm. The other way that you could look at it, you're an actor reading a script. Yeah. Right? And you can be agnostic to the script if you'd like. If that's how you deal with it. But at the end of the day, it could either be, and both of them are bad, a script, propaganda, pick your poison. They're just acting, and so I, I like that idea that you you are maybe forgiving, maybe a little more graceful, but at the same time, you just feel bad that they've had to make this compromise. If I can say this compromise in their work life.
0: I mean, we're still gonna go after every day, bro. We say, have let's, to. Let's go. That, yeah, we gotta. Yeah, yeah, we gotta rip them apart. Just like it's their job to lie to us, it's <laughs> our job. To call them out.
1: <laughs> what a shitty, this, this what is a, just shitty a relationship way to, that we have. That's a. But God, what the way is. that
0: you said it is just so based and so <laughs> like,
1: come on, like your job is to lie. Like I don't know if I could live with myself, Matt. If that was my
0: job, mm. I, I guess it just takes a certain type of person. Do that. I guess it just depends on the perspective you see it. If Fair it, enough. If you if you're hired to be a reporter mm. and your job is to report what their news organization tells you to report, mm. then you're actually doing your job. Mm fair enough well speaking of reporting i don't want to spend too much time but i think it was important for mm-hmm. me to hear
1: that from you and also the audience to hear that from you because there's so much that happened and, and we're not going to be able to cover it at all so going to this reporting idea you're on the ground you're at you're at the rally and you're kind of reporting on it i saw that you got behind you got in front of the crowd so you were like part of the support team tell us about how that experience well no that was. so i
0: went to the first one was that on Sunday was the rally. Mm, mm. Getting in front of the crowd was on Monday oh, at that's his right, that's right, that's right. at his um celebration. Oh, so event. much happened. Yeah, it it was just a, it was just a ride. So on Saturday, Sunday
1: after the rally, well, let's stick to on the rally. What, what, who else did you meet at the rally? Was there any
0: moments where it's just like, oh my gosh, like tell us about no, some? Not, more. Yeah, not not really. It okay. was just being a part of the rally. Okay, you know, kind of seeing how it works, and. Then, they were, they,
1: it was like a club, man. It's, the music was booming, and everything was happening. That was Sun. That was Monday. Oh, man! I, so much <laughs> has happened. I can't even keep
0: track of it. So I'm just trying to. Okay. No, the the rally was at a, a university. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's and at the university, they had to split because you can't do rallies outside because it was so cold. Mm. So they had to move it inside, and uh, they had one room kind of for the press and the people there, and and President Trump. What? That's where he spoke from. And then they had like another section, kind of the theater area that was packed. Mm. And of course, the news shows like the smaller crowd, but you don't show the big, huge crowd that's in another room, right. but you can't fit everyone in right now because you can't do it outside. Mm. Because if you were to do it outside, people would freeze to death. Mm. But of course, like, oh, like, look, there's like only a thousand people here. No, there's like 10,000 people here. 9,000 are downstairs in the other room. Yeah. That's what I was about to ask. How many people you think were totaling? It's a
1: lot of people, yeah. man. It's a lot of people. Did, did it surprise you that that many people braved the the horrendous weather to get there?
0: It doesn't surprise me at all. Mm, the why? support for President Trump is crazy. It mm, goes and deep. It goes so deep. And people will risk—I mean, I risked 15 hours for the chance <laughs> to be there. People will risk being outside or in line or whatever. Mm. And they were really great about it. They had—I think where the people were getting in line to go in, they had these buses set up so people could wait inside the buses while they slowly let people in. Oh, that's nice. So they had a system in place so that people aren't standing out in the freezing cold. <sighs> nice. So I think there was like four buses out there where people were just, okay, everyone get in here. All right, you guys get out. We'll fill it up. And at least gives people a way to rotate. Cool. So there was at least a little bit of plan.
1: So we're so maybe moving on to Monday here. What would you say would be the greatest learning or the greatest experience of Sunday and the Trump rally? What, what, what lessons or what ideas or things that can you extract from that experience alone?
0: I think Sunday is when I really figured out that even people in the media, they really like Trump. You heard it here, guys. I mean, he's a likable dude. He's a likable dude. And not only do they like him, But they really like his team. Oh, say more about that. What do you mean when you say they like his team?
1: We were talking a little bit about this before, but expound on that, yeah.
0: The Trump team and all the people that are part of his kind of campaign organization, they're like all such phenomenal people. They're like all, number one, really good looking. (laughs) Like the guys and the girls, all beautiful people, very smart, very well-spoken, like so polished, like there's a look and a feel like he does a phenomenal job of hiring. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're going to go out and create an organization and find people that best represent you and your brand, and you want to hire the best of the best of the best, that's exactly what he's done. Mm-hmm. And every single time I met any one of them, I'm like, bro, this guy's like so smart. This guy speaks so well. And they're all like, they all have this confidence about them and they all shake your hand and look you in the eye and Matt, I appreciate you. Mm. Or Matt, like... I heard you know, about you. <laughs> I, yeah, I. you know, you're doing great stuff. You know, mm. thank you. I'm like, that's who, crazy. Who am I? They're, they're so in the know. They have a, such a deep pulse on what's going on. Mm. And they monitor and track everything. Mm. Nothing gets by them. Mm. And just seeing how well of an oiled machine that it is, it's impressive. Because mm. <clears throat> you, you typically don't meet people, and you meet, like, the entire staff of people, and you're like, everyone's phenomenal. Like, how often has that happened in your life?
1: Bro, I don't think I can conjure up a moment where I was outwardly impressed with every single person that was part of the team. I don't think that's ever happened to me. So this is a new idea to me, for
0: sure. Yeah, even if you're a high-powered CEO and you have, like, your staff of people that follow you around, inevitably you're like, no, like, that guy's kind of an idiot. Yeah, there's
1: always that one guy that's like a John Podesta, like, you're
0: weird as fuck. Yeah, like, weird, <laughs> like, awkward. Yeah. Like, just creates problem. Like, you're always saying, like, oh, I hope that guy doesn't talk. Yeah. You know, help this guy doesn't mess up the meeting. Everyone's got that guy. Mm. They don't have that guy.
1: And, 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 and like the comment I gave you offline before, I think it's important for people to hear this from me as well. I, that is a amazing trait of a good leader. Yes. Is that they hire well and they surround themselves with
0: high-performing people. Yes. Professionals. Yes. Big deal. If you took any single person on the tr- Trump team and you stuck a camera in their face and you ask some questions, you're going to get a really intelligent response. And there it, is no room for error there. There's no gaps. Yeah. He has no weak
1: link. No, no chink in the armor. None. None. Mm. That's, that's, that's a very telling uh, observation from an entrepreneur and someone who hires people and someone runs businesses as well, guys. So don't think that he's speaking out of turn here. That's a very powerful observation. And if I may say from my experience, and I think yours as well, it is a rarity to find a leader who can hire extraordinarily well, where each of those individuals can stand on them, their own and do a good service to the brand, the narrative, the marketing, as well as the vision and purpose of, of, of the leader. And that is something that you'll almost never see anywhere else. So yeah, that's really are, impressive.
0: They walk like step by step. They know exactly what's mm. going on. They know what the plan is. They know what the mission is. And there is nothing that you can do to distract them from it. It's, it's phenomenal. I think that's probably part of the
1: big... Uh, power that Trump has is he's got such a robust engine underneath him and behind him of this, you know, cloud of witnesses and cloud of of, of employees and supporters that that, that's what makes the machine unstoppable.
0: And again, all just phenomenal people, just like the most friendliest, warm people. And uh, I was so impressed. I did not expect that at all. Okay, so are you MAGA now? I mean, I feel like I always was. Well, well, let me let me say a
1: contentious mm. ask a t- contentious question you jump maybe contentious, but mm. you jumped into the, the mag the MAGA world. And, you know, we see pictures of Matt hanging out with Loomer and hanging out with all these <laughs> let's just say aggressively, openly and aggressively, you know, communicators uh, aggressive communicators out there, which could lump you into some of these buckets and models mm. and, and perceptions, uh, that you're the ultra MAGA extreme, you mm. know, alt right individual now. Would you consider yourself to be that? Or you could or do you feel like you've 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 keep enough of a distance where you, you it would be unfair to brand you as that.
0: I don't care at all what people brand me as. Fair enough. That's a good answer. I I had people in my comment section the other day.
1: Matt, you're going
0: to ruin your career by That's who you I'm associate with. Up. That's why I'm bringing it
1: up. That's why I saw those comments too and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I know Matt's reading this shit. You know, I wonder what his thoughts are. I just wanted to ask the question. Absolutely.
0: You're going to ruin your career because who you associate with. Eat a dick. What <laughs> <I don't> the <laughs> <give a> fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? i don't don't think you understand like what we started doing we started by just doing what we do you know like oh i hope i get famous one day or i hope like you know i get to hang out with like i don't care and if no one if they say matt you're not allowed to hang out with us or you're not allowed at these events anymore i don't care i love where i am
1: why why would you ever be kicked out of an event
0: (laughs) i have no problem staying in my corner of Georgia, in our studio here, in my house with my family, if that's where I live for the rest of my life, I'm okay with that. Mm. I don't care if you guys invite me back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think I was going to be there to begin with. Fair enough. Like, oh, Matt, you're going to ruin your career.
1: What career? <laughs> <laughs> that's where you're like. What, car- yeah, what are you career serious? are you talking about? <laughs> where were you going with this? What do you think we we're going to make money? By the way, we're a year D plus. Brother still hasn't made a cent <laughs> from this guy. So there's no monetary incentive here, brother.
0: Well, that's not fair. There are people that donate willingly. Fair enough. That yeah. I appreciate you guys. And if people are there, people who subscribe maybe on uh, Instagram and or just randomly. I remember when I was going to Iowa, people would just start PayPal me random money, oh. which is amazing. And I've messaged everyone back. But I appreciate you guys. I really do. But I think for the record, because I'm here, you
1: know, hanging out with Matt and I like to make things clear sometimes, especially in defense of of, of, of Matt Kim, is for all the internet sleuths out there, you can scrub all of the previous <sighs> episodes we've done. The brothers never asked for money. No. So the donations are coming out of the hearts of people who want to support an individual who is seeking knowledge, seeking learning, going to events in which he has no freaking clue of what he's (laughs) supposed to expect. So like this, that's, that's a good model to have.
0: Yes. Yes. So everyone that has donated and selflessly gave, like, thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. So Monday. No. And then Sunday night then was the DeSantis event. Yes.
1: Yes, I, I, from what I understand, you were a very welcomed guest in that particular event,
0: yeah? So I signed up for this event on Saturday night, and then I got a text message, maybe somewhere in the middle of the day on Sunday, saying, the event, because of weather, and inclement weather, it was supposed to be at 8.30 in the evening, that we've changed to at 7 p.m. Fine, I got the text. Okay, I just got to go at 7. I don't have anything to do anyway. Like, I have no plans. Okay, <laughs> fine. Even better, I don't have to wait as long. And then... Maybe a couple hours later, I get a call. I get a call, and they're like, uh, hi, we're looking for Matt Kim. And I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, my name is, I forget his name. I'm, I'm, my name is Blah Blah. I'm calling from Never Back Down, which is the group that's running this Antis campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm calling from Never Back Down, and uh, we just want to make sure that you got our message that you know it's supposed to be 8.30, but now it's going to be 7 o'clock. Oh, so they did a courtesy call. Courtesy call. To make sure that you would show up. And I said, yeah, you know, I got the text message and uh, I'm fully aware, you know, I'll, I'll be there at seven. Good. And they're like, oh yeah, we're just making sure because some people, they don't check those texts and we just want to make sure that you're going to make it. Very hospitable of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be there. Okay. Good. Great. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see you then. Cool. Never back down. The group that ran his campaign literally called me to make sure that you were going To make gonna sure go. that I was going to attend. You, Matt Kim. They knew my name. They had my phone number because I gave them my phone number when I signed up mm. for the event. Cool. I show up to the event and I'm with Dilly and Miguel but they're not gonna go in because they feel like they're not gonna be invited in. Okay, they're not gonna be allowed. Fair enough. They they have a little bit of self awareness to think we've spent a lot of time talking shit about the <laughs> Sanders campaign, <laughs> calling him meatball, and talking about his lifts that they're not gonna let me in. Yeah, but but you. You have never done any of this.
1: Never. So you had no qualms and no preconceived notions that anything other, out of the ordinary would
0: happen. Other than the fact that maybe they won't like me because of association, guilty by association. Oh, that's a lame excuse in today's world, but understood. So there's a restaurant next door. They're going to go to the restaurant. They're going to do whatever they do. I have no idea what they're planning on doing. And we're going to go. I'm like, And I'm like, man, if you guys are going to go, then maybe I won't go. And I was like... I got to go. You got to go. I got to go. I'm here. I got to go. I have a ticket. So they walk off. I don't know where they walk off to. Like, I'm like, guys, I'm going. And I walk straight for the door. I get inside and maybe two steps into the main door. There's a door and a door. I get into the second door and they're like checking people's tickets. So I'm like waiting for my turn. And then I try to show some of my ticket. And as soon as I get up to like the front area, security just comes up and they're like, Oh, we gotta talk to you. Wait, wait. wait. Security came up to you. Did they bum rushed you. They came at me really quick. Mm. They're like, anyway, and we're talking like six four. Like, like it. Yeah. It looks like it a looks like a gorilla. gorilla. Yeah, yeah. Usu- I, your usual fare. I don't know what you mean because I think it's security with kind of their whatever. And uh, anyway, fair enough. Big, big, big Hulk and security dude. Okay, big guy. All right, bigger than you. Oh, significantly. <laughs> 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 and he's like, Matt, like, he's like, excuse me, but we need to talk to you. Hmm. And they pull me aside. All right. So I pull me aside to get me to, like, the the kind of the area be- from the door to the door, like this, you know, entranceway area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there, and they're like, yo, yeah, you know, sorry about this, but uh, we had a problem with someone uh, that kind of looked like you before, so.
1: oh, uh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! They, they came out with you. They came out. The first thing they say to you is, "We had a problem with someone that looks like you." Yeah. that's the first thing they said. Yeah,
0: that's literally what they said. That's bruh. not, that's not, bro. That that's sounds weird. Ra-
1: that sounds racist. I, mean,
0: <laughs> I, I don't think the security guard was from a really bad place in his heart. Clearly, the security guard was not part of a Trump team because they, he would have been more eloquent in that message, wouldn't he? I, I don't know. I feel like he was just given the message. If you you see an Asian guy walk in the door, stop him. Oh, come on, bro. That's not that's it's not on the security guard. Right. I don't think it's on the security guard. I don't want to put it on. Fair enough. I don't want to put it on. Fair enough. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. So He pulls me aside and he's saying, I'm like, Are you serious? Like, I have a ticket. Yeah. You and You guys called me. And the campaign literally called me to make sure if I'm gonna come or not. Come on. And I've told them I'm coming. So this is not a shock to anyone. I'm not gotcha anybody. (laughs) And he's we got ta- receipts, guys. We and got he's receipts. He's talking to me, and guys, and he's got his phone. And while I'm talking to him, he like takes a picture of me, and then like sends it back. And then a few, maybe 15 seconds later, he like gets a message back, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta go." Wait, no explanation. I'm like, just you gotta go. Yeah, I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, like wh- go to the bathroom? Why? Why do I gotta go? He's like, look, it's private prof- property. And um, if you don't leave, then we're gonna get you for trespassing.
1: That's where you're like, I got a ticket, bitch. I got a ticket. You guys called me. What is this nonsense? I was
0: like, this doesn't make any sense. You know this. And I said to him, you know this bullshit, right? Mm. Oh, you're going the human route. Okay, I understand. And he's like, look, it's private property. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. And if you don't leave, then we're gonna have to remove you for trespassing. What? uh, All right, man. Like, I'm not here to cause problems. Like, I don't want this part. I don't want this in my life. Like, it's just not worth it. I'm just here to attend. Yeah, this is not a hill for you to
1: die on, clearly. Yeah,
0: this is not my hill. (laughs) Yeah. Right? I don't feel like standing outside. I don't feel like dealing with cops. Like... Your ass is freezing. (laughs) I am not an overly confrontational person. person. Like, I'm just not. Like, I don't want to deal with this. I got other things I want to do. Like, survive. Yeah, fair enough. In the cold. So I'm like, all right. And I just leave. Like, you know this bullshit, but... I, whatever you, it is, what it is, and I left. So let's pause on that before before you continue on. Do you feel
1: like you should have? You, I know, I know you. I've known you for years. So I know you're not. You don't. You don't look for fights. Mm. Peace. Fair enough. We know that. Do you feel like you should have defended yourself in retrospect a little bit more?
0: It's a private event. If they don't want me there, they don't want me there. You know what? As a business owner, you understand. Yeah, fair I understand. Fair, that. fair enough. Fair enough. For whatever reason, they found me to be a threat. And they asked me to leave. Like I'm not the guy to be like, no, you have to accept me. Yeah, it, it's your event. You can do whatever you want. That's you don't the, have to accept. That's me. Laura Loomer's job. Yeah, there are other <laughs> people out there that will be more in your face about it. Me, like it's your event. You don't want me? Fuck. Like I don't want to be where you don't want. Peace. Fair right?
1: enough. That's that's a peacemaker's uh man, That's a peacemaker's model is, you
0: know what? If you don't want me, I ain't gonna make things worse. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, and I go next door around the corner there is a restaurant and a bar. Mm. So I walk into this restaurant and bar because I'm hungry, I'm cold, like just being and outside. And you just got rejected. Yeah, I've been <laughs> outside for like, I don't know how long, a couple minutes even, and my face is freezing. So I walk into this restaurant and bar and as soon as I walk in, security guy's like, you can't be here either. Oh, get out of here. They kicked you out of that too? I. They're like, if you're not a- allowed on that side, you're not allowed on this side. this side, this is all private property. I was like, dude, how do you even know? You're just taking L's here, Matt. What's up? How do you even know who I am? Like, <laughs> you guys are not even like the... Like, what what the hell is going on here? It's a conspiracy now. Now we're moving to conspiracy territory. And brother. I was like, are you serious? I just want to eat. Yeah. And they're like, look, you got to go. There's private property. And I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. I can't believe I'm getting kicked out from both sides. Welcome to politics, man. Welcome to politics, baby. Politics.
1: Welcome to it's politics. Man. You've
0: been initiated. You've passed through the veil. You're there now. So I leave and I'm kind of annoyed. And that's when I make this of course, video of talking about annoyed. getting kicked out, right? Because I just got kicked out. I didn't realize, like, I've been getting kicked out for, like, I don't know what reason. I just make this video, right? Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I did not know. Do you know what Brendan Dilly and New California were doing? No. They were smoking cigars in front of Redan- Ron DeSantis's uh, a tour bus. bus? A tour bus. <laughs> they're sitting smoking cigars, smoking, smoking cigars in front of this bus. Right? I had no idea because so we split a, up. What a bunch of I have geez? no idea what they're doing. What a bunch of gangsters! They're smoking cigars in the bus, and Ron DeSantis is inside the bus. He sees that these two are outside the bus and won't get out of the bus. Because he doesn't want to run into them because he's worried that they're going to do something. What a pussy. Let me... <laughs> if, any, if anyone is watching that is like from either any campaign, these guys are not real life trolls. Mm-hmm. They're normal people. Mm-hmm. They're online trolls. But in real life, they're not going to go out of your way to cause problems. They have a persona online for sure. They are online trolls. Mm, mm. That's what they are. Mm, they are mm. a troll army. Mm, they meme for a living. In real life, they are normal people. Mm-hmm. But they were so scared of what would happen if they ran <laughs> into these two guys. So there were there were five guys. Mm. There there were five guys, five security guys standing in front of them, and they're sitting there smoking their cigars, and on their radio, like, yes, yes, sir, they're still here.
1: <laughs> so so what, what makes that so fascinating is that there have been enough news clips that kind of show us the perception that DeSantis is kind of a wussy yeah and so you're telling me that this is totally true yeah. like he's as anti-confrontational as possible because you know
0: he's going to get his ass kicked well I, I think it's just the campaign was not going the direction that mm. they envisioned and two nights before some random person showed up and gave him this participation trophy and, and that I saw moment that. went viral. I and I saw think that. they were in all fairness to the DeSantis campaign, I think they were just on like super high alert. Mm. You know? And because when you're on the most highest of alert, you're bound to make mistakes mm. because of the sensitivity of in which you operate. Fair enough. And I think their sensitivity were, was turned to such a rampant high oh, to max. That... They just made these mistakes. Yeah. Because these are mistakes that could have easily been avoided. Mm. But, again, I... Listen how great...
1: See, still to this day, you could not say that Matt Kim has talked dirty or talked poorly about DeSantis. We have none of that has come up and, and been, been talked about here. You're just talking about your experience mm. and what actually happened. Yeah. But you're not making you're not taking any jabs at him here, right, right here. So you can't blame this Matt for any of this. I mean, I I just think it's calculated errors mm-hmm. and um... you're so, oh you're so graceful. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many guys like that would take this and run nine thousand <laughs> miles with and and make ten million videos saying, just saying just screwed me, he did
0: it, but you you didn't do any of that. I mean, I, I did say he should open up Rob's Meatballs and yeah. subs. <laughs> 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 if, if, you, if you finish the rest of the video at the very end, yes. yes yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but outside of that, you know, like, politics is a cutthroat, and um, so I, I kind of understand it. Did this change your perspective
1: about DeSantis and DeSantis' campaign away from the assumptions and assertions and and perceptions that you already had, or did they deeper instill the models that you already had?
0: I can't believe presidential campaigns, I can't believe that political campaigns in general continue to hire the same campaign management companies that they've always done Mm. business with. Because obviously what they're doing is not effective, Uh what they're doing doesn't work, Mm -hmm. that the internet has changed how business is done in every aspect of our life. But yet they try to run the campaign in the same manner that they ran it 25 years ago. Fair enough. The world has changed. Consumption of content has changed. Mm. How people perceive the world and how opinions can be changed has changed. Mm. But yet they want to run it in the same archaic ways that they did before. And they give these companies just ridiculous amounts of money. Ron DeSantis spent, what, $200 million? Must be good to be the consultant on the other end of that. And these consultants, this Never Back Down group, is getting paid size to run probably the worst campaign the world has ever seen. Man, it's good to be on that side of the game. This is not about—I don't think what we've experienced in the last week and last few months in the Ron DeSantis campaign, I don't think that's an indicator on Ron DeSantis. I don't. Mm. Well, It's a business decision to buy these or to purchase these consultants. these, These are considered the best of the best of the best. If you're running a huge campaign, you hire the people that are supposed to be the best. So you could say from a leadership perspective, DeSantis was not did not have the wherewithal
1: or have the educated, you know, surrounding individuals who could tell him that these are the right people because they are progressive, they've changed their tactics according to the way the world is now is what you're saying. So yes. DeSantis can be blamed for making a bad business decision. Correct. Okay, fair he, enough.
0: He was not willing to try it differently. Mm. And if he wanted to win an election like this, he would—he had to be willing to take the risk and try things differently. What do you think he should have done? I think he should have hired... Instead of hiring social media influencers that have numbers but mm-hmm. no influence, mm-hmm. maybe hire people or associate with people that have influence even though they don't have numbers. Mm-hmm. I understand. I, I actually understand. Unpack that a little bit for everybody. What does that mean? So a lot of the campaigns will bring in and do events for uh, people that they consider influencers in the space. Mm. And they, they measure that based on metrics. Yeah. Mostly vanity metrics, all vanity metrics, how many followers, what's their engagement number, what, what, who, who's getting shared, who's getting reshared, blah, Mm. blah, blah, blah. all these things that don't really matter. Mm. Do they shift and do they influence actual people's thinking or not? Mm. This is more important. You can't capture that. Mm-hmm. That you have to actually get engaged in the community. Are people actually commenting? Do people care about what this guy says, or is it just bot comments? Exactly. You have to do a little bit of time, a little bit of research. They should have spent their efforts elsewhere. Yeah. Instead I mean, of trying it's, it's, to buy it's,
1: it. it Maybe a bad analogy here, but it just came to my mind. It's like DeSantis. They, they hired these consultants and the consultant said, well, the Island Boys are getting the most hits. Let's spend all their money on the Island Boys. Well, nobody who's going to be voting for DeSantis is watching the Island Boys. Mm. So you just dumped all your money into these two
0: knuckleheads that aren't going to move the needle for you. Is that is that kind of what you're talking that, about? That's here? exactly what it is. And they could have done it without having to pay people. Exactly. You know, exactly. because a stark contrast to, I guess we move on in this story, is the Trump team. They're like, hey. So they they heard about you getting well, kicked out, right? Why, why don't you come here? Well, on Sunday, because they told Dilly that he could record inside their uh, war room, uh, and they gave me access to it anyway. How was that? Which was cool as hell. Yeah, I'm sure, man. You're
1: in the belly of the beast. Bro. So
0: now I'm kind of in the know. This is before the sent This thing. I can't. I I can't imagine that they thought that because I'm gonna be there that they're gonna kick me out. I don't know. I don't know why they kicked me out. Oh man, that's. Dude, let me just sit on that for just one second. Do you
1: feel any hole in your experience in that you just won't? Maybe you don't care. Um, let me put it that way. Maybe you don't care that you'll never know. But I think to some people, they they would they would hold on to this as like something that will eat at them. Like I will just never know why they did that. Is that something that you care about or no? I think it's so damn cool. A badge of honor. You you now officially with receipts can say that you got kicked out of a
0: Desantis campaign. Well, I- I think it's just cool enough that they thought that what I say and how I see things and how I report something was so that it was a threat, meaning it actually has value. So if anything, they validated my opinion. So I thought that was cool. Well, it kind of means that you're kind of doing something right. Either right or wrong, regardless of what, if it's right or wrong, it validates that my opinion actually in one way, shape or form, it matters brother i like hearing that so i guess that's the silver lining to all of it fair enough um as far as like feeling some some sort of way about king like i don't care man yeah i know you know like i don't care you know Uh, the reality is if i was there and it was a great event i would have told people that's a great event Mm. yeah but then you'd be hanging out with guys who dance with like (laughs) the the shoe on your head (laughs) i don't know (laughs) were they doing? It seemed like they were really reaching with those guys. I have no idea.
1: Oh, man. What a fail whale. Well,
0: apparently that guy's name is the Vermin or something. He has a name. The Vermin? The Vermin. Oh, my gosh. You're going to... Oh, Jesus. Come on. So Get some class, DeSantis. But the stark contrast is how Team Trump handles it. Mm. Which is, there are people that are supportive of what we do. They're around. Let's give them access. The amount of transparency in the Trump campaign is mind-blowing mm. because I thought that if I get access to people within Trump, that it would come with stipulations. I for sure expected that. A string is attached. I I for sure thought that they would say, you can't talk about this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Wow. Or, you can't ask this. You can't do it. I thought for sure they would, uh, even if it's not a long list, I for sure believed in my mind, in my heart that they would say, here's a short r- set of rules. Nothing. Yeah. It is, hey, welcome in, here's a badge, have fun. So are, what you're saying is they treated you like a a, a a worthwhile human being? Once you're in, that's it. You're in. Wow. There's no rules. There's no regulations. There's no, like, we want it to be this way. Hey, can you do it this way? Nothing. Literally you, nothing. Are
1: you saying in the war room, in, in the belly of the Trump beast, that you had full autonomy and freedom of speech?
0: Literally zero restriction, which is just the craziest thing ever.
1: <laughs> well, let's. I mean, I. I'm not going to remember everybody here, but I saw videos of you hanging out with the Trump sons. Yep, yeah, with Eric with, and Don Jr. Yep, yeah, I he- saw you with Carrie Lake. With Carrie Lake. Uh, you, actually, you just keep going. You had you had free autonomous conversations, and like you could ask them anything.
0: Anything. And you did ask them things. They. I mean, they're limited on time. They got a lot Fair of things enough. to do. Um, it was my responsibility to convince them to do something. It's not like you have to do something with Matt. Mm-hmm. I was there, and I saw them walk around like, hey, do you mind? Like, i just love to record with you or ask your question And they don't know you from Jack. They have no idea. Yeah. And they were like, all right. That's <sighs> it. There's no, like, all right, what are you going to ask me? Okay. I'm
1: not, I'm not MAGA, guys, but he's convinced me that this MAGA culture is, seems like it's a good culture.
0: There is no, like, all right. Before we record, can you tell me what you're going to ask me? None. Really? Nothing. They
1: didn't even ask you for
0: qualification? Nobody. Did they ask you for a press badge? They just knew I was in there, and that was good enough for them.
1: Jeez, come on, Once man. you're in
0: so, the ecosystem so. of the Trump world, they trust that you're one of them.
1: That's it. Well, maybe then—let uh, me correct. Uh, I think you say it the way you say it. They respect you yes. as a human being. Mm. Whether they trust you that you're not going to try to swindle them or s- turn the narrative around, I mean, it is what it, it, it comes with the territory. Right? And
0: if I do, I do.
1: Yeah, if you do, you do. But they respect you as a human and as a person that it, that is that it, that they are that they don't feel they're not looking down on you. No, and also
0: right? I will assume I don't know this for sure, but I assume that if they let you in the room. That they've done some sort of vetting of you before they put you. Bro, in.
1: You, bro, you're already on
0: every fucking CIA yeah. NSA. <laughs> bro,
1: you're, you're, bro, you're already in there, no, bro. You know,
0: I'm I'm sure that you're Secret Service did some sort of check on me. I'm sure um, they did your entire credit history because there's no way that they're going <laughs> to let me be that close to the president you know? and close to the family without having some sort of check because their their security is tight.
1: He Matt uh, Will, Matt's now in the good people column of their uh, Excel, Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> well, it
0: depends on who's making the list. <laughs> Fair enough. On certain lists, I'm on the bad person side. That's true. You get cold for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's how it works with them. which is, again, mind-blowing. <sighs> that, mind-blowing. That must have felt really freeing and really—yeah, just that's the
1: word I'll sit with. It must have felt really freeing to, to have, let's just say, the autonomy to move about the cabin at will. Yes, right.
0: No restrictions. Mm. Here you go. Here's a badge. Have fun. That's so cool. That's and so cool, man. Everyone on the team was amazing. If you need anything, they're willing to help out. And that's literally it, man. So is that it's, how
1: is that how they
0: convert and recruit people to the
1: MAGA? They just treat you damn well. And isn't is that, that what you're, such is that a what you're smart saying? tactic?
0: You know, shit. Just be good to people. <laughs> just be open, honest, we're and a, transparent, and be good line. to people. Like, that's such a crazy idea, What a novel idea, I know. Like, that would work?
1: Just treat people like nice people? (laughs) Come on, man.
0: And they let me in, and now um, I was always a fan. Now I'm even a bigger fan. Clearly. Because how could I not be? I'd be a fan, too, if they treated me like that. I mean, you (laughs) get to see how it works, how they operate, how smart, polished, and how much they believe in their own mission. Mm. And then not only that, but they they open the door, let you in, have free reign of what's going on, how can you not be a believer in what they're doing? For anybody out there that's lasted this long in the
1: podcast, in the Spotify, and all the places that we're posting this video, if you've lasted this long up to this point, you have heard all of the good juju that Matt has described here. And especially if you're part of the MAGA or the Trump team or the—you guys need to clip this— so that everybody knows the realities of a newbie, green bean, no negativity, a green bean newbie who green had bean. no expectations. <laughs> you got access, and they treated you with respect. They treated you as a human. They gave you, they gave you just all, all the rights of 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 being an American and being able to be free to move about the cabin, ask questions, meet with people. I mean, you could, you know, I mean, like clip this the the the, the maga the ca- the trump campaign needs to clip this and put this on truth social and pin, <laughs> and pin it please uh so that everybody knows that it sounds like and maybe i'm ste- overstepping my bounds because i wasn't there matt but you correct me if i'm wrong it sounds like the trump campaign and the people involved under trump
0: around trump and with trump are just good damn people just good damn people and it was crazy because some of them are you know are a part of the campaign some of them may travel with president trump and you know we're exchanging like social media information and i'll and though yeah you know i'll follow you or whatever and they'll give me their information and i'll look it up and they're like following me and i'm like dude they're like genuinely excited to meet me Wow. i was like that's so crazy wow. that's i can't believe like people like un, they just follow me because they like my ideas out of nowhere mm. and that i thought was really cool too you know, so the whole thing was just the wildest thing ever. We got to do the um, his celebration event. And that's when I got to be in front of the rope, yeah oh, between the rope and the so stage. So cool to
1: see you be in the area that no one ever has access to. No one to.
0: ever has access yeah. to there. And they're like, hey, um, you can do whatever you want. You can record what you want. So I did a little bit of live streaming. I did yeah, some yeah, videos. Yeah. Um, I did some commentary, like everything I could from within there. I saw Trump point at you. <sighs> it felt like it.
1: I th- <laughs> am I wrong, Will? I watched that. I watched that section of the clip at least four times. I, I, I know he pointed at you. And um, am I, am I going too far? I don't know. You don't man. want to take credit for that. I, I. I what do you think, Will? You saw it? I think he was so close that it could have looked like easily. Uh, oh, uh, well, You could have just said come yes. Come on, Will. Come on. Um, jump dude, on the you bus You could have just baby. said come yes, on. man. Damn it. He was like, come on. Damn it. I was trying to be and all like, no, it's fuck, not me. And then Will was supposed to come Will. in. It could have been any of like the 500 people behind Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's how close Oh, that. thanks for ruining it. Yeah, come on,
0: Will. Come Sorry. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I guess I wish I would have had an opportunity to meet him in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get the opportunity. But after his speech... He literally got on a plane, had to go to New York to do another court hearing, mm-hmm. and then after his court hearing, he had to fly straight to New Hampshire, and then did a rally at New Hampshire. That you know, the very next day after the court hearing, that dude is a beast. He is a machine. You, you can't. There's nothing you can ever say to convince me that Joe Biden works as hard.
1: Joe Biden of, of like sixty-two percent of his time, he's hanging out on the fucking beach,
0: bro, dude. I don't care where he's hanging out from, what he's doing. There is nothing you can ever say to me to prove that Joe Biden works even remotely as hard as President Trump, it's it's just not possible. It's prob- physically not possible. You probably could
1: extend that to the vast majority of other candidates that are running campaigns.
0: I would extend that to possibly ninety nine point nine percent people in the world. Well, fair enough. Yeah, you don't get to Trump's level without by
1: lazy lazy boying it all the way up.
0: There is no stop with that guy. Mm. There is. It's work. I gotta get at work. It's got. I have a mission in life, and I have to achieve it. And I will willing to put my body in the ground before I don't finish. Wow. And he will there's no stop. it's crazy. So do, do you think being able to really
1: soak up and experience his work ethic mm. and especially from you know coming from you as an entrepreneur and opera, successful entrepreneur and operator, I mean you understand these these facets of doing good business and hard good work. would you say that being in the belly of the beast experiencing it and, and being there that that deepens your respect and your in your 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 care for the for America and for what Trump's trying to do? So for four days straight,
0: It was basically from morning to night, for lack of the word, work. That's Mm -hmm. what I did. Right? It's up to four hours a night. And every night, every day, it was just nonstop moving around, trying to be as productive as I can, Mm. including driving. I did that for four days. The day I came back, you got sick. (laughs) I got (laughs) so sick. My body just broke down. I couldn't handle it. My body was like, dude, you're done. And I slept for like entire day. It's I was like a, a four day bender at Ibiza or something. It was crazy. <laughs> my body was like, "You are done. You are sleeping. You need to recover." Like my, I've never felt so like physically tired in my life. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he's flying out to LA, which I did. <laughs> but I needed that full day to just like my body. Dude, break you're down. a beast, bro, dude. President Trump does that every day of his life. Uh, mm. How is that even possible? The man is made. It made of a different. He's cut from a different piece of cloth. Clearly. How do you live your life? I, I lived, not even. Rem- I I lived my life not even remotely as hardworking as Trump lives his life for just four days. Mm-hmm. He does <laughs> that every day of his life for eighty years. You're gonna tell me that that guy is not qualified to be president? That's crazy. Ooh, well, well, that's well played. Mm-hmm. That is so crazy to hear. Because once you see it, and I can feel how you're just physically and mentally built different. Mm. There's no way I could ever do what he does. It's Mm. impossible. It's physically not possible for me to take the roles and responsibilities and all the stress and all the information, all the external factors come from a million different directions at the same time being concerned about your life at all times. Yeah, and all the negative energy that's thrown his way, too, which is just—it builds up. Even then, walk around and exude positive energy. (sighs) It's crazy. I don't know how he does it. Some people are just physically built different, and I truly believe that he's just built different. So if if you were to
1: remove the political context Mm. and you were just to look at the man, the work ethic— clearly making great executive decisions as from a hiring perspective, the people surrounding them, the people that are feeding him information, his consultants, his campaign team, etc., etc., etc. Remove the politics. Would this man, Donald Trump, as a businessman and all the, the things, the responsibilities he has, would you say he is the right guy to lead a giant corporation also known as the United States of America?
0: If it was not politics, he would be the most loved man in the world. Mm. Actually, he was before he ran for politics. No, you're, you're not wrong. We can, we can find the tapes. Everybody loved him before Everyone he went into politics. Him. And you can see why people love him. Mm. He makes people feel good. Mm. He's really good at engaging with people. He's really good at making the people within his own organization believe in mm. his mission mm. and that his work ethic is infectious to all the people that work underneath him, mm. that there is a culture that he drives, which is a culture of don't give up, work your ass off and you know excellence if we could use
1: one word would would a a word that would be apply uh, would be applicable and kind of as an umbrella term is he's just an inspiration or is that is that not enough because it seems like he inspires everybody to be a better version of themselves to work hard to do it with excellence be a fucking professional be human be nice i mean like it almost seems cheap to say that, but I'm trying to think of this word I, that would...
0: I don't think it's inspiration because inspiration implies that it makes you want to. Mm. I would say it's more of a energetic force Ooh. because once you're in the universe and you feel the energy of how he operates, it makes you feel like you have to. Oh, wow. So it's not like... Inspire would be like, damn, he makes me want to work hard. Fair enough. It's like, damn, I have to work hard. It's it's I've never experienced something like that before that's in my life. A, that's another level. It's so different. That's another level. Not inspired to be. That's, better. Not, that's not like David Goggins shit. It requires you to be better. Mm. And again, I've never experienced anything like that before. That's
1: powerful. I've never seen for uh, an, 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 as an analog. I've never seen David. You know David Goggins. Mm. I've never seen David Goggins as an inspiration. Mm. Just you're not an inspirational guy. You're like dropping f bombs. You like rip on people. Mm. You tear them up. A new asshole. Like. I've always seen David Goggins as the type of guy, the drill sergeant is like, look, fuck wad, your life sucks and it's all your fault. And and the way that I've looked at David Goggins is just like that. He makes you wanna be better, hmm. not as an inspiration, but because he's a mirror to your soul and you clearly in comparison to David Goggins, you are a lesser human being. Now, I think Trump does that not as a negative because David Goggins is, is it clearly working to a different audience and different market, but what you're telling me is just, that Trump is the type of guy that moves people to action, mm. positive action. Yes, is that fair?
0: Yes. Wow. It is just an energy I that love it. you can't you can't describe it. Again, it's that weird feeling you get when he walks into a room. You know he's there. If I if I can add to that, it's
1: this energy that when he walks into the room, you know something has changed mm. or something better
0: is here. Is that fair? It I. You have to experience it for yourself to understand it. That's kind of like mushrooms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to end today's episode. Well, the, actually, I'm going to give you the question to end the episode because this is the last question on my mental docket. Is that if you could summarize up what I can, it seems like to me, if we amalgamate it all together, a life changing decision that you made? Mm. And we talked about this the end of last year in our December episode of What is 2024 going to come? Like, I mean, what is going to come in this year of 2024? If you could summarize up this life changing decision you made, and with all of this, so many people that you've met, so many experiences you met, st- tons of emails, DMs, follow ups that you have to do, how would you summarize
0: up this decision? Every man in every man in the world needs to have his set of stories. The set of stories that wherever you go, whether it's a business meeting or a date or meet some family or meet some new friends or be in a networking environment, you need a set of stories that you're able to tell that reflects and shows who you are. Mm. Sometimes you have a story that's specific for a business environment. Sometimes you have a story that's specific for maybe some new friends or a girl. Every once in a while, you get to have an experience in your life that's a story that can fit every single situation. Oh. I've got my story, <sighs> and for that, I appreciate that. That's the most valuable thing to me because this is a story I can tell for the rest of my life to wherever I am, whoever I am, and it will show them how I'm willing to take chance. Why? Why taking opportunity? Taking taking risk mm-hmm. will give you great opportunity. Mm-hmm. How you're able to open your worldview by experiencing things that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have my story. And for that, I'm most grateful. Well, thank you,
1: President Trump. Thank you for everybody that was supportive and helped Matt Kim get to this position uh, with these opportunities. And if I may say, as a final parting uh,
0: note here, I think you're just beginning. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. See you guys next week.
1: questions but